your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. Welcome, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM on a Wednesday. Another crappy day. It's April showers, right, Ken? It's not snowing. It's not snowing. <laughs> well, not let's, yet. Let's just, yeah. 30 degrees. That's Ken Gilliam. He's the fire chief for another nine days. Nine yeah, days. Something April, like that. Yeah. April 15th. And then you got a two week vacation. Yeah. Kind of something like that. Wait, do you get vacation as a fire chief? Like, how does that work? Like, yeah, is you it, do, but then the phone still rings. So, <laughs> and then if you don't answer it, you regret it. Is later, it like a so. three week of five? What is the, it's gotta be pretty good, right? Like a decent vacation. It's, it's hard to get it all in though. You're just always kind of the fire chief. Right. Well, that's, you're talking to the, yeah. the choir here. When I take vacation though, I like turn off all the, all the like ways work can get a hold of me, except there are some, you know, you yeah. can sneak in some way. I'm like, no, I'm on vacation. I've Don't. done a, I've done a couple over the years where I'll just leave my wife's phone number and say if it's really important, call her, and then if yeah. she thinks it's important enough, she can hand me the yeah, phone. Yeah, you could just turn your phone off. Yeah, like, those are like, like the marriage saving vacations when we finally get to that level. But uh, um, now did you what, did you hash out? We should. I'm burying the lead, but you're moving to Arizona. I am moving you, to Arizona. Yeah, man. Packing up the U-Haul. Is that? Yeah, we're getting a little help, but yeah, we're moving. So. Um, I guess uh, you know, like, are you ready for for? You know, hundred degree days and no, no. Uh, I'm I'm pretty certain it's uh, just going to be unbearably hot. Uh, the winters will probably be a little milder. But, right, you'll be if you yeah. move there in September October, you'd yeah. be like, oh man, I'm living it up. And then you know, four seven months later, you'd be like, holy summer, yeah. I don't know if about this. But you're you're moving to the worst, so maybe it'll be a gradual stepping stone to. to I I sweat a lot in the winter time. I'm hoping to shed like the I'm last so- twenty pounds of baby fat. <laughs> summer right. so we'll see what happens how, how is your golf game i mean i feel like a lot of people just moved to play golf i am a terrible golfer okay uh, i've been a decent caddy before so maybe there's an angle there if the fire chief terrible golfer to, everyone's a terrible golfer but no, you, i'm really i have like no like, hand-eye coordination do you like to go golfing that's no. the question no okay so you don't like to go golfing i see the genius in it but no i can't golf okay and then um they they hooking you up with a house? They doing anything like that? No. Or, or you, what are you gonna do? You I'm trying to find a house. Yeah. That's got to be difficult right now. I heard it's crazy here. It's crazy down there. Yeah, the market's hot. I so. would I would imagine it's crazier there. Is it hard? Do you think? Is it? Well, you know. Yeah. No. And that's kind of the two week vacation we're gonna be getting down there doing virtual tours of homes is just doesn't cut it. So and we're gonna get down there a little ahead of time and figure it out. At least so. that. And what city is that? I just forgot off the top. It's a uh, city of Avondale. It's just west of Phoenix. And it's kind of. How just west is how far? It it touches the western border of Phoenix. Okay, so you're in a pretty uh, big, pretty big area. Yeah, it's a, you know it's like a first ring suburb of Phoenix. It's over by kind of uh, Glendale and Goodyear that area. So. Now you come from St. Paul, so yep. you're not the big city. This is going to be big city like oh, yeah. quote unquote. I'm I'm doing air quotes. Lots of somebody. people, lots of cars, stuff to do. It'll be good. So um and. <laughs> You know, well, we had a story the other day. I said you you did this because you're fed up with the pandemic no. and, and the, the lacrosse and get get out of here because Mr. Williams heard me wrong. He already <laughs> talked to me, but uh, no, I, I said everybody was walking around in a grumpy mood after the pandemic. But no, I literally uh, the entire world, not just you, yeah, the fire chief. No, to to clear to clear the record, I am not leaving because of the pandemic. Um, I think uh, just uh, you know. Certainly, as as the aftermath of the last couple of years, I think a lot of us are tired. You see a lot of job jumping going on and stuff. And uh, last year, just kind of a lot of things were plateauing, and uh, I was just getting to a point where I was questioning if I was being as effective as I had been, you know, the years prior. And uh, you know, versus trying to blame everybody else for 
for different things going on. It's really just kind of like what, well, you know, I can, I can look outward and see what else I can do for my career. Uh, my wife and I chatted kind of last summer, fall, and was really, you know, let's throw out some long shots and see what's out there. So I wasn't looking to move backwards. I'm not running away from lacrosse, but I, I threw out on, uh, you know, some that'll be a good, uh, a good growth opportunity for me and, and, uh, you know, moving kind of towards final retirement. And this is just a great opportunity they've rolled out for me. So, yeah. So do you feel like, well, we can get into it in a couple of minutes. I don't want to get into it now, but I want to, yeah, I, I won't get into like the pay and vacation and everything, but it's, uh, you know, they're, no, that's fine. No, yeah, I don't care it, about it's that. a good move for me down there for the career, and I think for my family. I feel like at this point in in a in a person living in Wisconsin right now, just yeah. like this, not your not your age, but just like we're coming out of winter, everybody be like, "Hell yeah, I'm going to move to Arizona." No, this makes sense in January and <laughs> July. I'm being like, "What the heck was I thinking, man?" For you sure. know, it's. Um, all right. So what we've learned, I've, I wrote this down and there's probably some other stuff, but what we've learned about fire chief Ken Gilliam, who's resigning here in a couple of, well, less than two weeks and, and moving to Arizona, take a fire chief job there, a similar size fire department. Yeah. A little bit bigger. Their, uh, their five stations are going to be adding a six soon. And you know, it's just, uh, their, their population swinging a little bit faster and, um, it's interesting. It's a good opportunity to build a couple new stations and, uh, They've got Phoenix International Raceway right there, so twice a year the population like doubles or triples or something. So, <laughs> are you into that? Yeah, you know, well, from an emergency management and, and that perspective, yeah, that'll certainly be Vegas enticing. far away. Vegas? I think it's like four hours to Vegas. Okay, that's, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a gambler. Yeah. So. A lot of national parks. There's, you know, we, you know, we've we've been camping down there. I've got a little bit of family down in the area, and uh, so we're not strangers to it. And uh, spent, yeah, we're looking forward to it. I spent last weekend in a hotel that had a casino in Iowa, and I didn't spend a dime gambling so that's i mean vegas being four hours away some people would just that'd be every weekend for them yeah and i can't do that I'd, <laughs> well you probably as a fire chief it'd be, yeah. probably be hard to get away from i'd from, be destitute so um okay so you don't like golf uh what we've learned about you over the the past you know f- couple years i guess with me doing the show uh you're not a grill you're not the the man who takes over the grill no so that's you know yeah i can grill a little bit but if somebody else wants it yeah. I'm not the greatest cook so and you're still unsure this will be a. This will probably come up when you're down there. Flamethrowers for snow plowing your driveways, blowing your driveway. That's done for me. No more. You know, yeah, you I'll, I might call that. back in next winter for <laughs> fall with you or something. Yeah, see how it's going. We've discussed but. that on the show, uh, but you know, <laughs> uh, flamethrowers for weed control. You're totally against that. And I that, would be against that. I would say in Arizona, flamethrowers for weed control would be very dangerous. Be a bad plan. Probably high winds and uh, dry I'm, stuff. I'm not guessing good. the fleet farm in Arizona, whatever the equivalent of farm and fleet is in Arizona, they're not selling flamethrowers. I'm guessing that would be. Uh, I don't know. I can do some recon down when I get shoot, down there, and shoot. you know, we'll. I'll let you know. Maybe I got to go check it out. We'll find out. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. This is the farewell to Fire Chief Ken Gilliam show. So if you want to wish him well, six zero eight seven eight five. Or if you want to yell at him, that's fine. We'll or talk Rick, to- you can yell at Rick too. <laughs> you can yell at me. We got we got to talk about the new fire station plan as we break ground on Monday. We're going to talk about roundabouts. There was a meeting at four o'clock. Brad said, and he might report on it here in a minute. A uh, hundred people showed up for that roundabout. So we'll do a roundabout talk with the fire chief. We've done speed bumps too. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Fire Chief Ken Gilliam, nine days left of it before he gets a little vacation, a two-week vacation, which just means he's going to go house hunting and uh, packing and unpacking the U-Haul probably. Yeah, right? be sleeping in the Walmart parking lot. Yeah. i got to figure it out. So. <laughs> 
I feel like you should have worked out a deal with the fire, the city down there to put you up in a hotel until you're good to go. Yeah, no? they offered me a fire station, but I'll, I'll see what happens. We'll what about what about just living on a in a cot in some closet in City Hall like you did here during the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, it's I'm pretty flexible. I can work it out. <laughs> put the whole family in there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're we're talking about you know just him leaving in general. He's headed to Arizona, but also you know you're leaving. Uh, you're leaving in the midst of, of, I think, maybe a grand scheme that you've planned out for lacrosse's fire stations, lacrosse firefighting, um, and and we'll get to that in a minute. Yesterday, I did a show about roundabouts. I had the DOT on, and they're pretty good about, you know, we're going to put these roundabouts in for safety, and it reduces crashes, and it's yeah. better for, you know, it, but... But the stats, like I want to see the stats. I don't, I don't necessarily get, you know, when the roundabout goes in, how many, how many people have died at the, what we call the party house roundabout? There used to be a bar called Party House. Oh, really? So instead of saying Highway oh, 61 time. slash US 14, <laughs> whatever it is, like oh, Highway 35 versus, you know, it's a, it's a mouthful, and I can't even, I never remember. We just call it the Party House Roundabout. It's a double roundabout. That's a situation. great name for a roundabout. Right, too. exactly. It kind of flows, yeah. right? Brad made that up. It's, I give credit to Brad for that one because he, of course, remembers that there used to be a bar there called the Party House. And then number three called yesterday. He goes, Before it was the Party House, it was called this. And so, like, we're doing like 50 year old history of lacrosse. Um, yeah, you I get said, Williams and uh, number three together for a think tank on roundabout right, names. This just, is phenomenal. We stuff. could just name all the things yeah. that, that have come and gone. We could name, name it all on the, all things that don't exist, so nobody knew. Here's the thing anything. that the city's put in, and in, <laughs> in the past fifty years, we've gotten rid of. So we'll name it the thing in, in memory of. Um, but I said we should have. Do we have this retractable roundabouts? Like Miller <laughs> Miller Park has a roof that comes and goes, right? You got what a lot we, of time to think. What about if we stuff, have a roundabout right? that comes up at rush hour? Oh. And then it goes back down. I mean, you're not for this, or or there's a fire, right? So the roundabout goes down, and the road goes straight, so the fire truck can get through. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm surprised they haven't thought that thought of that, Rick. You got a great idea. It's only it's you only could corner like, the market on roundabouts. I mean, these two roundabouts on the south side are nine million dollars, so that would only add probably fifty million dollars to raise and lower cement up and down. There's some dude with the DOT right now writing this down. <laughs> right. well, genius. I, to, I told genius. him yesterday, yeah. and he was like. Huh. <laughs> he just kind of—I don't know. It could have been like you know, like it could have been like you're you're crazy. So officially, from the fire service perspective, uh, roundabouts aren't a bad thing, especially like what they're looking with sixty-one. Normally, the inside curbs are flared, so you know, fire trucks, semi trucks, as they hit them, they can kind of tip up but keep on moving. The suspensions do it. Uh, there's you know, the difference where we start getting a little bit frustrated is is the smaller traffic traffic circles in residential neighborhoods on King Street. Yeah, yeah, like where your truck can't fit through. So it's just making sure that. The emergency services and engineering are working together to make sure they've got the right specs on the rigs and that vehicles can fit through. Because we threw three up on King Street, and, yeah. and the old mayor, uh, Cabot, tight. I talked to him about that. I'm like, what are we doing at Cabot? I go down that road to get to the Y, and I have to like, and he goes, Rick, the whole point is to keep you off that road so that it's better, <laughs> more pedestrian friendly. And I'm like, well, then make it a pedestrian road, right? Uh, but those are, the, what about Cass Street? That's a roundabout. It's a little bit bigger. Yeah, Cass is fine. Cass is fine, because yeah. those are easy to compare. They're right next to each other. Um, because the roundabout situation on the south side, the party house roundabouts, uh, two lane one, and then right below that by the elementary schools, the yep. single lane one, which I would imagine would be more like Cass Street. Yeah, I, I would imagine that's what it's going to look like. And so. fire trucks, no, no, not big deal. a problem for us. No. All right, I mean, I mean, really, like, and then Holman, there's roundabouts or Holman, Alaska, those right, right on the main drag up yeah. the river. And I mean, they, they slow traffic down as they approach them, but it's no different than if you get a stack of cars sitting at a stoplight. So, you know, the, the emergency yeah, services sure. vehicles are going to work through what we've got to work through or work around them. I, I think 
where we get more concerned is, and there's always, you know, last couple of years has been dialogue on the, the traffic circles and speed bumps. One or two of them isn't bad, but if you, you know, if you've got a straight shot across town and you line every block with a, you know, a traffic impedance, it starts to negate what we're trying to do with what about, station location. What about like right behind Cole's target, that like side road, there's traffic bump. There's bumps there. Uh, yeah, and there's there's bumps and tables and different things. And there's uh, speed bumps all down that road. You I have don't the know. stuff by the lacrosse center now that are the tables. Yeah, whatever. what are those? Those are, like, it's for, not as aggressive as a bump. You know, those the are trucks those are all right. Yeah, but man, good. everyone's just driving down the center line on that stretch now. Do you notice that? Have you driven down that a little bit? Yeah, because I do it every day, and I'm like, okay, we're just as a society, we've moved the road to the center. So the the one the one way traffic drives down the center line now, and the traffic on the lacrosse center side of the road just drives in the bike lane it'll be interesting in the summer when there's people and bikes on that road yeah my personal theory is the knucklehead is driving 100 miles an hour down a residential street he's just going to keep driving 100 miles an hour and hitting the speed bumps it's just a more exciting ride yeah i mean the whole point of all all of this stuff is to slow traffic down we're in a 25 mile per hour residential high high pedestrian traffic area so yeah you got kids out riding their bikes in the street people want to you know have safe neighborhoods i I get it yeah lacrosse center too like that you know we probably shouldn't be driving 30 you know 20 well, the speed limit is 25 you want to go 30 but really there's people crossing the street there all the time yeah you got lost uh lost visitors from the city trying to find their way around looking at their cell phones and, and you know semi trucks barreling down through there and it's uh you know it's just trying to keep it all contained and under control uh dave's gonna come in i think he's gonna fire back on you on, right. on his uh his perspective i have around. nothing to do with roundabouts for the record so right. i yeah, just right you providing just personal you had, comment here yeah so. i mean your your roundabout opinion is how the a fire yeah. station a fire truck would have to drive through when's the last time you've driven a fire truck uh it's been a few years it's been a few yeah. years you know you just take one out before you leave maybe take it out maybe do oh, some burnouts dave yeah. go ahead you're on with fire <laughs> chief ken gillia yeah hi yeah, go uh, ahead. Chief? Yeah. Hey, I, uh, I'm Tom. We met uh, down at Al's uh, downtown last uh, summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember you, Tom. I'm a uh, retired fire captain from Cal Fire. And uh, uh, I just wanted to call and give you a shout-out and, and thank you for your service for, for making our fire department a really, really wonderful experience and cost-effective for our taxpayers here. Uh, I'm wishing you the best when you get into a, uh, a new environment. Uh, one of the things I want to encourage you, I've owned a couple houses out in the high desert, California, <laughs> uh, that have rock gardens out there. And I'm sure you'll see those outside of Phoenix also. We're going to not cut our lawns this May, so you're not going to have to cut your grass at all. The year. You're lucky, dude. Yeah, no, the grass isn't want... greener in Phoenix. There isn't any. It's AstroTurf and stuff. So. Yeah, there you go. Hey, thanks, Rick, for having the chief on today. And uh, I wish you the very, very best and hope that uh, the people that you are uh, supervise and so forth will see the goodness of what you can bring from firefighting here in the Midwest uh, to that crazy uh, wildfire condition they have out there. Hey, Tom, hey, I know know your background, too. Thanks for your service as well, brother. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Tom. 608-785-7914 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Yeah, the uh, 
What about the water situation in Arizona? You ever worry about that? Because all I was at Lake Mead is kind of the big Arizona reservoir. Yeah, don't test me on geography yet. I'm because I feel like the yeah. the Colorado River is drying up, and that's the water that you get. in yeah, they Arizona. built the city in the middle of the desert. It's pretty, you know, it's interesting. I'm I'm gonna I'll be fascinated by I, how they bring water to the people. Right. Well, bring water. You know, yeah. I feel like you have to use water too in the fire yeah. situation. So, like, what is that like? I mean, have you even thought of? I've even. There's so many things I get to learn in a new area. I was going to say, like, hey, the fire hydrants. They think we're they... crazy because the water freezes up here, you know. So it's just I'm, if there's an apocalyptic ice storm down there, I'm their guy. But right, I'm exactly. on a hard learning curve on the summertime stuff. So. Yeah, um, is that, uh, I mean, that's all stuff. Have you put any thought into all of that? Like, uh, you know, no, day by day, man. Give me, day the, by give day. me the job. Yeah. Just give me the job. Figure it out. Um, what's the fire station situation there? Are you going to build a whole bunch of new fire stations there? We're, we're in the midst of a plan. You're bailing on us right in the midst of a plan that I feel like yeah. you <laughs> put forward to build all these fire stations. Yeah, I don't like the word bail. I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm trying to transition and, and leave things in a, in a better place than I found them. Nobody's um, blaming you from no, leaving I, Wisconsin to go no, live in Arizona. Yeah, Nobody's no. blaming you. We we certainly move the needle on our on our stations and facilities. And you know, for the regular listeners, they've heard me in here hammering on it. And I'm I'm appreciative to, to mayor and council, both the current and the previous. Um, we managed to get uh, stations one and three remodeled, where we got the bathrooms and the locker rooms at least, you know, modernized and fixed. And then we've got a new station too. That uh, if you drive down Lacrosse Street, you can see it. It's fenced off now. They're at the old Goosetown Park site, so it's moving. Uh, we've got our groundbreaking ceremony for that on uh, Monday. You got the big scissors. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a, that'll be the ribbon cutting. That'll that's ribbon cutting. Yeah, right. So we're gonna so throw some dirt with shovel? the golden shovel. Golden shovel. Yeah, yeah. yeah you get like to that. do one more of those. Yeah. before you head out. I'm gonna hand my shovel off to somebody more important. But it's uh, the uh, I, and then uh, we're back to redesign on Station Four in Gillette. Uh, we're hoping to have that out for bid this summer. Mayor Reynolds has a, a very aggressive strategy to get that back on track. Uh, we've stepped up to meet that challenge, and uh, we're hoping to be breaking ground by late this fall, early winter. So. You mentioned locker rooms. Is that is that do we now have female bathrooms, locker rooms? Yeah. So Station One, which is our most populated station, um, we took one one big bathroom locker room situation, and now there's five individual shower bathroom rooms. So. You know, five people at a time can get into a private space, shower, change. Because Mitch ca- kind of campaigned on that. Mitch Reynolds, yeah. the mayor. Now he kind of ca- he's like, if we don't get it done, I'll go in there, and he could. He, I'll go in there and, and put a locker room in. Oh myself. no, I, I told him I'll grab a hammer with him. Let's go, but we might want to let professionals <laughs> yeah. actually do it. The right and we way. got, but we got yeah. it figured out. It, yeah, we got it, it done. It, so. We we got through the tape, and and we're gonna break ground on. Okay, so it's, it's fire station number two. I don't know which fire station. Station two, yes. Yeah. So station yeah. two is currently up on uh, Monitor Street. It's dropping down to Lo- Lozy and. Uh, Oakland, so right next to a uh, Coats Hall on UWL. There. Okay, uh, is it? It's not on Lacrosse Street. It's on Lacrosse. I'm sorry, duh, bad. Yeah, uh, Lacrosse La and Oakland. Yeah. You don't uh, have to know those streets. Cross Street from the cer- uh, cemetery, right next to Coats Hall with UWL. So. Anything super like okay? So in Greenville, where I'm from, we have that. I've sent you pictures of that awesome fire station. Yeah. All the glass doors, yeah. and and it just it's We're awesome. We have glass it's, doors. It's awesome. We've got pictures gonna, out on our website. I can't believe you haven't seen them. Well, I just. I don't um, yeah, I, I feel like you guys, if you shared them on your Facebook page, I would have seen. I believe they've been out, but okay. I'll I'll make sure I mean, your buddy Pat sends you some pictures. I mean, I have that stuff like to notify me every yeah. time, but I have so many that I, I might have missed it. Well, come and on, I was on Monday vacation. four o'clock. You're not on the area. You can come to the ground break. Oh yeah, I could come. Can I have a shovel? Can we do the? Yeah, we can work that out. <laughs> Just, I mean, the last your media. Duh. I mean, yeah. the last time I came to something that the fire station was doing. We were uh, dedicating a truck uh, yeah. just over here, and then there was a car accident. It was the the greatest 
dedication ever because a car had flipped over two blocks away. Yeah. So I so don't know. Maybe I might be bad luck. Monday at four, uh, we'll be, uh, we'll be kind of to the south of the lot. Parking should probably be a disaster that time of day. And we're trying to figure some stuff out, but just, uh, Everybody come on over. It should be a brief ceremony, and uh, we're going to have some elected officials and different people throwing a little dirt with golden shovels. It should be romantic. I'm, I'm happy we got it to where we got it. I'm hoping to come back next spring for the ribbon cutting and, and see kind of the finished work. And, um, you know, I'm just I'm elated we, we kind of got over that hump, and we've got some movement on it finally. So Any of the, uh, the guys driving city white Jeeps, uh, if you know what I'm talking about, these parking Jeeps, yeah. maybe head over there around, around uh, 4 o'clock and start giving yeah, out parking tickets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's my last week. We'll figure something out. So. That's Fire Chief Ken Gilliam. This is a farewell show. He's done. He's done here in the cross as the fire chief in nine days. Headed to Arizona. We'll be back. Continue this conversation after this. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. Fire Chief Ken Gilliam in here. He's going to be the fire chief in the town of Arizona that I forgot already because that's how my mind works. It doesn't to... matter. I'm leaving, right? Yeah, right. You're out of here. Never uh-huh. see you again. Whatever. If, I, if I'm in Arizona, in what, Phoenix? The Phoenix area? Yeah. You got a flat tire, give me a call. If, yeah, flat that's tire. Or uh, maybe as the uh, as the chief there, you can hook me up with Phoenix Suns tickets because that's the only thing I would, I would be interested in. I'm a pretty big NBA fan. I recall uh, that. And they're the best team in the NBA, by the way. So you're moving there right when the playoffs start. And they're the best team in the NBA. They have the best point guard in NBA history. I'll just give you a little update. They played the Bucks in the finals last year. So interesting. Pretty, Similar to my golf game, I don't follow don't sports care. much. Right. So, yeah, it's just golf. Well, you know, we can talk about Tiger Woods and fascinating. Golf. Right? Yeah, definitely. Well, what are you going to do if you're not the fire? What uh, What are your hobbies then? If you're not, uh, you're not working. You know, it's kind of transitioned. The last twenty years, it's been um, my wife and I raising our three kids, and uh, you know, it's just uh, jobs and working and putting kids through school and everything keeps you plenty busy. I think our big hobbies have been uh, certainly traveling, and then uh, we like the arts, music, you know, plays, different things. So Lisa and I are are big into supporting the arts and live music scene and stuff, which was terrible and like twenty twenty when everything was shut down and well, for sure, yeah. So well, we're, I, I bet you'll have a, a pretty big diverse availability of that in the yeah, phoenix area a more venues here. area it's been good here too there's a lot of great musicians in this area it's kind of a hidden gem of uh, some really great artists around here that are local and i'm glad to see them all coming out of their covid caves here the last few months it's been good well so. and you mentioned you mentioned your kids and i know uh i know chance just from standing <laughs> at a fire for about a two hours one yeah night, uh the, what, the casino bar fire yeah. right um and just get that we got to know each other a little bit um he's in the national air national guard yeah and then you mentioned you mentioned three, so I only know of two. So yeah. is that a third one un- older? So, yeah, so Chance is a middle kid. My daughter's a little bit older. She's worked for DOD as a teacher. Uh, and then my youngest son, he's actually uh, commissioning into the Air Force as well to be a pilot. So they're all uh, either in college or gainfully employed. We're happy. We're, we're kind of empty nesting. That's been our new hobby this past year. And um, just kind of downsizing and getting rid of the stuff that you collect over <laughs> right. 25 years of raising your children, you know. So. How, okay, so they're in the armed forces a little bit. And yeah. We've got a thing going on. Not we, but there's a thing oh, going yeah, on. Yeah, there's a little thing going on. I mean, on. how nervous as a parent does that make you just in, in terms of like, man, I've got, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You, you know, I think um, they, they grew up in a family. I, I, I work as a public servant. I'm, I'm proud that they, you know, all three picked the paths they packed or pick the paths that they picked and uh it's uh you know I, I think it's a good thing and and i had that discussion with both boys as they're looking at the air force you know there's some there's some risk and some commitment with that it's nothing you can walk away from so 
they they made their own decisions and i'm proud of them and um, hopefully things will calm down over there and cooler heads will prevail but you know well, it's, it's always a worry but you, you know what are you gonna do right <laughs> and and that's their paths i mean they're yeah. they're grown men and they're gonna pick well not not you know they're probably kids to you yet but yeah they're they're over 18 and I always uh, joke, my wife's got a magnet. I always say the refrigerator told me it's on her fridge, but it's like worry is interest. You pay on trouble before it's due. It's like, why, what are you worrying about it for? It's like once, you know, if they deploy, then they start ramping it up. But right now they're they're all on U.S. soil. Things are good for us. And Well, and you, you mentioned Chance uh, in the break. He's getting into cybersecurity. Yeah, he's doing and computer. Like, I'm going to have a kid that can work on my computer finally. It's phenomenal. It's, <laughs> well, and that's like the. It's all if, about me. You if know? you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're just calling your kid all the time. Yeah. I can't get the control, delete, dad. I gave him the first couple of decades of their life. Now, what can you do for me? Yeah, so, but but that's really interesting. And cybersecurity is is like the new oh, game when it comes yeah. to to warfare. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. if you if you deep dive into what's going on, it's like Russia has control of the United States power grid, and they can oh, yeah. shut it down at any time. So that's kind of what your boy's getting into. Yeah, no, you know, Russia or China will shut down all of our cell phones one day, and half the population won't you know know what to do. We anymore. won't know what to Every, do because. Yeah. <laughs> we grew up on cell phones. My TikTok isn't working. What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is weird. Like I, I've, I've listened to some some podcasts just about how we're all addicted to our phones. Yeah. Uh, what about like, like let's get into the like fire situation? Is there a phone policy in the fire department? You know, uh, we yeah, there are actually. Um, certainly, as a as a, a public employee, things you do on your phones or you know you get into Freedom of Information Act requests. So we make sure our people understand those boundaries. Uh, beyond that, it's it's uh, it's not good to have a phone out with any sort of picture-taking devices if you're dealing with patient matters on emergency medical calls, things like that. So I, I think everybody's very careful. Certainly, you know, they have their cell phones. they got to keep in touch with their loved ones and stuff, but it, it can't become a distraction from a safety mechanism. Yeah, I would say. Safety issue. So, you, you know, they're not at an instant pulling out their phone unless, you know, there's, there's times when that phone, you know, you're dealing with whatever our crews are dealing with. You can look things up, you know, yeah. our policy manuals, our training platforms are all available online. So really if there's reference things and you're out trying to help someone, you've got a, a multitude of options at your fingertips. No, uh, no selfies while driving the truck to a fire. No, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> not that I've seen. So. I mean, man, that would be, I would discourage. That. I would. I would enjoy that as a as a journalist to be able to write that story. Yeah, oh, we do ride-alongs, man. Just let them know they can get you off for a ride. You can take some pictures. So. Uh, we're speaking with Fire Chief Ken Gilliam. Nine days left, I think, is the is the the resigning date, and you know, you April fifteenth. Yep, April fifteenth. And and we did a, a police and fire commission meeting where we kind of broke that news. Uh, it was subtly in the in the like agenda, but I, I, I thought it was a Holman chief that we were, we were talking about hiring and then <laughs> I am the Holman chief. And then, <laughs> right. Well, I thought we'd maybe replace you, but yeah. anyway, we got, we had a call coming in. I think this is caller. Who's this? Okay. Well, that was a good call. A six, that was easy. Six, oh, eight, seven, eight, five, seven, nine, one, four. If you want to say goodbye to the fire chief, he's been here five years. Jeff Murphy is taking over for you. He's been here 25 years. Yeah, don't quote me on that. I think it's been right around 25, 26 years. He's uh, currently our assistant chief operations. Do we know how many people in the fire department are, are thinking about, like, taking your job? Do we do we have the job ads yet, or do we have the uh, job job application? Yeah, it's posted. It's on the city's website, and it's been out. You know, it's certainly a national search, like the last few times they've done it. Um, we do have a handful of people that are qualified internally. Uh, you know, it's a it's a big jump. So everybody's at different stages of their life and their career. I, I don't know who exactly internally is going to apply. I've encouraged a few of them to consider it, and you know, certainly talk to me if they're interested. Uh, anytime you can go internal, that's great. You know, you, you don't lose any ground. There's a smoother transition. 
uh, sometimes go on external. It's for a variety of reasons, you know, just timing or whatever. But you also get some fresh blood and fresh viewpoints in the organization. So there's goods and bads with either direction. You mentioned Cleveland in the break, Fire Chief. Uh, yeah, Greg Cleveland. Greg, right. Uh, he was how long? Well, he was here a while. About eleven years. Eleven years. Okay, and, and he came from the outside as well. Yeah, I was going to say. So when I was listening to the police and fire meeting, and you announced that you are going to be resigning, and Doug Happel is the, I was, I'll he's our uh, police and fire commission chair. Chair, there it is. The word chair. Um, you know, he kind of mentioned. I, I, I don't want to. I can't say exactly how he did it, but he kind of huffed and puffed at the idea of hiring externally. No, uh, we will. We will hire somebody in internally, and I was like. Ken Gilliam was an external. I don't recall great. it that way. No, I think <laughs> I think, and maybe for the public's awareness. So the, the the mayor appoints people to our police and fire commission, and they have terms. Um, it's an independent body that really deals with hiring and discipline for for police and fire departments. Um, and I think there's six six or there's seven. five. Yeah, five, there's a okay. five person group. Um, and and ultimately they they'll hire the next fire chief. So working with human resources, they they control the interviews and and uh, you know ultimately pick the person and and. Uh, present that uh, individual to the mayor and council to hire. The, the mayor is my direct day-to-day supervisor, but the police and fire commission ultimately hires the fire chief. The, the mayor will certainly be advisory and, and tag along as much as the PFC wants, but I think uh, uh, Commissioner Happel is just making sure people were understanding that it's their responsibility to do that and, and laying things out during that meeting. Because there's uh, there's three new police and fire commission members in, in the past year or so that have never gone through that. So I think that's where some of that dialogue came from. And I would say that as the mayor and, and maybe maybe Happel on the commission would probably come to you and when when we get these job ads or applications for the job and hey what do you do, are they asking your opinion or do they leave you out of that process I I, I have offered my services to them uh, whether I'm still here or gone um, and you know with respect to them if they wanted me to review things from a professional standpoint or if i knew any of the candidates or whatever maybe i'm i'm willing to help them with that but ultimately that's the police and fire commission's territory and uh right now they've just got a posting so they'll get their apps in and, and run through their process i'd be happy to you know give them any insight i could um i did review the job specs and make sure the position descriptions are accurate and you know i, I want to make sure it's a strong handoff for the organization in the city does the job pay enough i feel like that's a pretty big responsibility the fire chief and it's i think it's like a, a little over 100 grand yeah i'm doing better than average i, I can't complain about the pay here it's, okay you know, for the state of wisconsin it's in the zone with the other larger cities in the state of wisconsin yeah because if you come from st paul if you're, you're up yeah. there it'll be making 100 grand as a as a yeah. fire chief the responsibility is way bigger yeah um and and the cost of living up there so is, took a little is bit of a pay cut but the cost of living is better down here so it's all kind of relative so. and now you had the arizona where you're going to be paying an arm and a leg for water i think all the time i that's those are those unknowns <laughs> just, yet the known Unknowns. I'm so figure. worried about you in the water situation. I'll let you know. Uh, also, you need water to fight fire. So I'm, kind I'm of taking wonder. this glass of water with me. You got me worried. Now. What's the uh, and then the firefighting foam situation? I wonder what what the PFAS situation is. You know, yeah, no, there. the whole fire service has certainly been working to get rid of that. I, I you know, I've, we've talked about that before too. And um, there's the the toxicity of PFAS and everything from Teflon to the fire suppression foam and. Um, but if, as you think about it, the real exposure story is the firefighters that have been dealing with this over the decades. And you, know, you look at some of the, the cancer and illness rates, and there's some direct correlations to that. So um, certainly um, I'm very sensitive to that issue. And, you know, we don't want to poison the people we're trying to save, but our, our firefighters have been swimming in that stuff for 30 years. Yeah, I guess I never, never even thought about, there. like, how exposed you are fighting a fire, yeah. shooting PFAS foam, essentially, yeah. or foam with PFAS in it. Um, but when we when we first started 
getting word of the PFA situation, you the the lacrosse fire department was in charge of the airport fire department at that point, yep. and we've transitioned from that. But we haven't transitioned because, from my understanding, it was we're going to stop using PFAs unless like catastrophe happens, right? Yeah, we were we were one of the very first few departments. Madison got way ahead of it fast because they had an initial problem with their airport, and uh, we were a very early adopter and, and found safe ways to get rid of our foam, and then actually helped the neighboring departments in the county uh, connect with hazardous waste and, and some things we set up. So, um, it I believe all the departments in La Crosse County are actually PFAs foam free now. Um, but we got rid of ours very early on. I, I believe the airport still has some quantities because they're mandated by the FAA to have right. them, but they're not using it for training or, you know, accidental discharges are reported. So, you know, knock on wood, outside of a plane crash right now or, or, or a fuel spill, um, we've we've isolated the problem and gotten rid of it wherever possible. Yeah, we're, we're in a unique situation here, too, where if you have to use that foam, the river's right here, and then it just goes but right into the river. Yeah, but they call it a forever chemical, so it's just like it's it's in the ground. It's wherever it's been sprayed over right. decades. Well, I, don't, I feel like it's not great that it goes into the river either. No, no, um, no. And then I think, you know, even the wastewater from French Island, I was talking to the, French, the, the Campbell um, – town chair and he was saying yeah like the water that goes to our drains that you know guess where that water goes yeah into the mississippi yeah it's like and look up the riverways there's a few big towns that way so it's a it's a very very complex problem and i think you know the the solution is certainly the the communities uh and and the state and the feds working together to get it cleaned up as best they can and and help people out and then uh, ultimately you know get get rid of the stuff and not not use it anymore so that's Fire Chief Ken Gilliam. All right, we got to take one more quick break. We'll be back after this. Seven. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just a couple minutes left here. I know. Uh, I think this is Bill. Bill's calling in. He wanted to. He wanted to just give you give you some well wishes here, Ken. Bill, go ahead. You're on with Ken. Yeah, I wanted to just say a uh, job well done here in Lacrosse, and wish you well in your future endeavors out uh, in Arizona. Thank you. And sir. congratulate you on your children in the service. I have some in the service too. I'm just unfortunate that the airport, all our soldiers are walking under a Russian flag. Sad. All right. I hear you. I didn't. Uh, I didn't hang the flag, but I would certainly encourage you to uh, contact your uh, local council member or the mayor's office and let them know your feelings. Um, all right. Thanks for the call, Bill. The the uh, Holman situation, when I thought was on the city agenda, when you announced your resignation, I thought, oh, yeah. we're going to talk. We're going to put the Holman because then you don't have to run to to fire stations. What what do we do with Holman? Yeah, so uh, we're still making good headway on that. Uh, we're, we're in the middle of contract negotiations and getting them set up on a more uh, a more stable staffing model. Um, I, I'm very optimistic that that contract will be done here in the next few months. It, it's it's all heading a good way, and I've the board has been really good with my move. Um, in a way, I think Holman was really keeping me engaged last year because it's absolutely the right thing to be doing. Um, at the end of the day, two, one of two things is going to happen. One, it, it's all going to crumble, and if that happens because I leave, it wasn't that strong of a plan in the first place. So there's a lot of people engaged with this, and I, I think uh, they all see the value in it. So, uh, But if it does fall apart, uh, ultimately, Holman will And when, have, you, when you say with this, you mean the lacrosse fire chief a, is also yeah, the Holman fire yeah. chief. And right? I, I think our end goal is a consolidation, so it's just one fire department. Everybody's really hung up on the stickers on the door and what do we call it. And, you know, can, can lacrosse trucks be up in Holman and vice versa? So getting beyond the stickers on the door, it's, it's about having a more uh, consolidated and smart fire and EMS service that, you know, just is working under a shared administration. Uh, so we're, I'm really pushing hard for consolidation and, and a system that 
would be adaptable to other neighbors if it was a good deal for those three communities could others come in eventually uh, or or we just decide it doesn't work out and we part ways but we have a very structured plan they've got a better budget and they ultimately go back to their own fire chief but a, a better staffing model and ultimately a better mutual aid partner for lacrosse so either way I think we've got a good outcome but I'm, I'm very optimistic that uh, we're heading down the road towards some sort of consolidation and it's really just finding that sweet spot of cost and making sure that all the communities involved are represented so they have a voice. That's Fire Chief Ken Gilliam. He's nine days left as the fire chief here before he moves to Arizona to do the same job in a little bit bigger department, uh, although the same amount of fire stations, right? Yeah, yeah, um, okay, yeah. Ken, you have literally two minutes. Do you want to say... Open you, mic, huh? Do you want to do uh, your farewell two-minute? Yeah, so one thing I get out of the way, you mentioned that you didn't have a working smoke detector in your house, so here's your oh, free smoke detector. I was thinking carbon cheap, monoxide. Cheap do I Do I need yeah, to go Yeah, I didn't one have a carbon two? monoxide oh, yeah. one either, but uh, your buddy Pat, who's come in and subbed for me a few times, Pat Corn, <laughs> our community oh, yeah. risk educator... Uh, he'll see if he can score one for you, and you should get him in for another uh, session here soon. But um, And he, he can help you hang that maybe if you need some help. Yeah, yeah, right. Just don't tell me you don't have a smoke detector in your house. I and every, have a and smoke detector. Or smoke alarm, excuse me. So everybody check your smoke alarms, and, you know, it's, it's just embarrassing when the batteries don't work and you have a fire and you don't know. Those stupid it, so. square batteries, man, that's just the game the, the game that smoke detector. Yeah, that one's, got a, that one's got a battery you can't even pull out. So the, oh, the trick really? is, like, it's, if it's working... Mine have batteries and it's thing. hooked to my electrical system. But <laughs> carbon monoxide, is that something we all should have in Absolutely, our house Absolutely, yeah. No, it's a big killer, and we don't have time to get into it today. So Yeah, the last time you were here, it was like that that, that house in Minnesota. Yeah. Had like six people die, I think, because they didn't have carbon monoxide. All right, now you have one minute. Do you need I to, got one minute. Need... No, yeah, I guess to everybody listening, uh, the community as a whole, I, I just want to thank everybody. Uh, certainly it was a warm welcome when I got here. Uh, I hope I've moved the needle towards you know stronger and safer public safety ultimately. Uh, we've made a lot of friends and relationships that I expect to continue into the future. And uh, my, my phone has lit up over the last few weeks of people calling with well wishes. So I, I do uh, I do appreciate it, and I hope, uh, I hope I've left it in a better place than I found it. And I'm absolutely confident in all the men and women of the department that they're going to carry on. And it's, uh, it's just such a great organization. You've got an absolute gem here. So yeah, I you. will say yeah, I'll miss you when 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 you're gone, and I'll maybe I'll shoot you a text every once in a while. Probably not, but uh, that's know. just how I work. But I will <laughs> say too, you know, having having you in here, and then everyone that I've talked to in the fire department always like I really have enjoy having the conversations, whether it's about fire pits or fireworks, Absolutely. or or just you know like all those guys are nice. So anyone you know, if we hire internally, uh, I, I think it'll be a great hire. But uh, yeah, thanks a lot, Ken. Yeah, thanks, Rick. All right, that's gonna do it. Thanks everyone for listening.